Welcome to the Neighborhood Church Podcast. We are so thankful that you are listening in. The Neighborhood Church is all about helping people find and follow Jesus. We hope that through these podcasts you are encouraged, that you're inspired, and that you're provided with practical wisdom on how to find and follow Jesus. We hope that you enjoy today's podcast. How many of you would like to be a part of a group where there are no lonely people? Would you like to be a part of a group that carries other other people's burdens? If you had an unexpected trip to the hospital in the middle of the night and you needed somebody to come and sit with your kids, how would you like to be part of a group where you knew you had some for sure friends who would just come just because you called and they knew you and cared for you? How many of you would like to be a part of a group that is consistently seeing new people come to Christ? What I have just talked about is what the church is supposed to be. And we're going to talk about that today. Some assembly is still required at the neighborhood church. Let's pray. Father, I invite you in the gracious way you do over and over again to come now. And lead us by your Spirit. Teach us by your Spirit. Challenge us by your Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Some assembly required. Message number three. Big thanks, big shout out to Pastor Yasmin for the exceptional job she did two weekends ago. Well done, Pastor. We love you and appreciate you. Some assembly required. I've got a puzzle at home. Donna gave it to me for a Christmas thousand-piece thing. Still haven't got it done. Sitting in the middle of our family room. Still needs some assembly. There's some pieces that just don't seem to want to attach themselves to this thing. And then there's these pieces up in the left corner that are supposed to be going up there somewhere, but it's already filled with some pieces that aren't supposed to be there. It's just creating a whole lot of problems for me. It's not easy to get assembled well, to get assembled properly. The church is required to be assembled well, and... uh, If it isn't assembled well, it just never really becomes everything it's supposed to be. Most recent Gallup polls surveying evangelical churches came up to this conclusion of where the church, the evangelical church, that's not all the other, the evangelical church, we're an evangelical church, is that in terms of church attendance. 21% of evangelicals who were surveyed said, Uh, no, we don't get to church every year. Did you hear that? We don't get to church every year. The next 21% said, we get to church once or twice most years. 40% say they attend every week, and that group in the middle there, 18%, say they get there once in a while. Somehow, some way, 
We seem to have lost our passion for assembling together. And what we've done is, well, we're not really passionate about this anymore, so we'll just polish things more. And we buy more LED lights, and we work really hard at finding great videos, and uh, we work hard at making sure our worship band is really, really sharp. But friends, that's not what the world needs. The world doesn't need more polish. The world needs a church that is full of passion. Passion beats polish every time. Passion beats polish every time. So my call to you as you're listening today is that we would be passionate about the great cause, the great mission, the great work of the church, God, restore our passion. God, restore our passion, please. We read this in Hebrews chapter 10, 24 and 25, and, and we've looked at this verse uh, each time we've shared in this message. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25, Let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our assembling together as the habit of some is. Some get to church every few years and seem to think that's okay. But encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Now my concern today is not getting you to church to attend church more than you've been attending, although for some of you it might be helpful. But that's not my concern. My concern is that we get assembled together as the neighborhood church and we get assembled together around our mission. We've established some five-year objectives as a church and, and I, I'm not going to dig deep into them today, but I want you to know we are concerned about helping people find and follow Jesus. And, and, and some of the objectives for the next five years that that we've established is to get really good at online ministry and touching people who aren't able, uh, not ready to come to church yet. We're going to make that a priority, helping people find and follow Jesus online. We are going to make uh, our Martinsville a priority. God's given us a great opportunity there, but we need to make it a priority. We need a we need a place. We need a facility. Join us in prayer. Uh, we're going to work at helping things really get ahead in Martinsville. We are going to believe that uh, we will have within five years, and this number may be low, uh, 50 neighborhood groups meeting consistently and uh, helping each other just live life together. And we're believing God that over the next five years, we will have the great honor of baptizing 500 people. Next five years, 500 people being baptized. It's time for us to get passionate again. Passion beats polish every 
time. We have the greatest cause, the greatest purpose in the world to live for as Christians. Helping people find and follow Jesus. That's what it's all about. We're going to emphasize three things as we do that. And the first thing we're going to emphasize is, is people coming in. Just coming in to Christ, coming into our church. We're going to develop an invitational culture where it'll be normal for us to invite people to our church, our services, to our neighborhood groups, uh, and uh, just invite them even over for supper and get to know them. So how do you develop an invitational culture? Well, there's probably hundreds of things we can do, but let me throw a couple of suggestions to you. Uh, why don't you, on your email, put at the bottom of your signature your name and underneath, uh, I attend the neighborhood church. Would you like to meet me there at 11 a.m. this Sunday? Or would you like to meet me there at 6 p.m. this Saturday? Why don't you invite people every time you use your email to, to come to church? Some churches offer uh, free car washes. No strings attached. They don't even ask for a donation to anything. And then they give them an air freshener with the church's name on it. And uh, they just bless them. And, and when we develop that kind of culture of just serving people out of the goodness of our heart, they begin to think about us. And the ground is softer as we invite them. Heard about a church this week where uh, some of the staff goes out and on the sidewalk in front of their church, they actually every week write with uh, sidewalk chalk some cute things, inviting people to come on in, tell them what's happening. Making We're just going to work really hard at building an invitational culture that says, come on in. This week, great week, one evening this week, a lady we've been praying for in our church gave her life to Jesus. And I tell you, at prayer meeting this week, when that news was shared, there was rejoicing and there was shouting and there was hooping and there was clapping because that's what the church is here for, helping people find and follow Jesus. So we're going to work really, really hard at creating a culture where people come in. And we're not expecting individuals to do that. Some of you are great at it alone, but we're going to do it as a family. We're going to do it as, as a community. Uh, some of the teaching I heard this week reminded us that when the, Jesus, when, Jesus, when the disciples heard Jesus say, I'm going to make you fishers of men, they didn't think of a rod and a reel. Uh, that's completely foreign to them. They thought of nets. And we're going to work together at building nets that will help people come in. And I tell you, when those nets need to be brought in, it takes a group to be working on it. Alpha is a great example of how a group of people get together and they use all their gifts and all their different abilities, and a group does evangelism. We are going to help people come in. The second thing we're really going to emphasize, and we need to assemble together around these simple things, is... Uh, is growing up. I'm going to ask Pastor Yasmin to just come and sit down here beside me, and, and we're going to talk about uh, how important it is and that we grow up together and what that looks like, how we're going to do it as the neighborhood church. Uh, so come on in, Pastor Yasmin. Well, thank you, Pastor Yasmin, for 
coming and sitting down with me. We are in your husband's garage. We sure are. Looks a little different than my garage. Looks like <laughs> things actually get done in here. They do. I use my garage to park my truck. <laughs> we do that too. <laughs> but, um, Pastor Yasmin is sitting with me now because her, her title, and titles matter, is Connections Pastor. And... And her job is to help all of us get connected. And when you come into our church, to get connected in, uh, first of all, connected. But then we really want to help everybody uh, grow in Christ. I, I just want to read this. Um, the pastors of this church, and the church as a whole, but the pastors of this church uh, believe that the best way to grow in our faith and the way God has led us to make sure everybody's growing in their faith is to challenge everyone to get connected to a small or medium-sized neighborhood group. We're really going to be emphasizing neighborhood groups at the neighborhood church because we're committed to three things. Come in, grow up, reach out. And we believe neighborhood groups are, are the key thing and seeing people growing in their faith and being discipled. So uh, how's this going to look come fall? Well, we know there's little things that are unknown just because of regulations and stuff with the government. But what we would like it to look like is that we're weekly meeting with a group of people. Like Pastor John said, like a medium-sized group of people. This can be in homes. This can be, you know, spaces in the church, uh, coffee shops, whichever the group decides that they want to do. Um, but the intention here and is... And some of it may have to be on Zoom. Right, right. and there'll be online options, especially yeah. for people who are tuning in who only want to attend online, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. We're going to have Zoom options. We're doing that with Sister Life. We're doing that with Sister Learn. Uh, we've even done that with prayer. So there will be a ton of options. Um, the idea is to get connected with people, um, to encourage each other, to hold each other accountable, to live life together. Um, not just attending in the seats, in the services, which are wonderful, where you can't really get to know each other and talk and connect. So, and we're, But we're going to say something bold here, and some people say they don't mean that, but I do mean it. Yeah. And, and, and I mean this. If for whatever reason your life is so full of so many things, you have to make a choice between getting connected with a neighborhood group or coming to a weekend gathering, please choose the neighborhood group. Uh, your, your faith and your relationships and this sense of, boy, I matter, I belong here, people care about me, it's exponentially greater the more commitment you can make to your, to your group. So mm -hmm. it's going to be really important. So what's our biggest need right now? What do we need to talk about today in terms of uh, neighborhood groups? Well, if our goal is to get this 50-plus groups, <laughs> we need people to lead them because, of course, it's not just going to be your pastors that you see and your leaders, although we will be included in these groups. Um, so we really need hosts. So people who are willing to open up their home or their businesses, whatever your group looks like, uh, to meet in. We need leaders to lead them. We need people who want to maybe assist leaders, like be a co-leader and kind of come alongside somebody and help out. Um, so we're really looking to do that so that in the fall we can be prepared when everybody wants to sign up for a group, and we'll have a lot of options. So you can do that at our website. 
um, you'll go just onto the neighborhoodchurch.org and there's going to be a space that says neighborhood groups and you click on it and there's a form to fill out. So I encourage you to do that today and we can talk through what you want to see your group look like and where you want it and what days of the week and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So our big thing right now is to communicate two things. Uh, we want our church family connected in groups. That's our, our first thing we want to communicate. And the second thing we wanted to communicate today is we need to know if you're interested in leading and if you're interested in being a host, because that's foundational to what we need to do here. And when you talked about maybe doing something in a business site, I thought, mm -hmm. wouldn't that be neat if we had a neighborhood group in a boardroom on a lunch hour yep. one day a week? Like the, I mean, there's so many opportunities. Endless, endless. I've seen people who have met after work uh, before in like just a big warehouse where they all go and they have coffee together and meet immediately after church. Maybe you want to start one in your business. I mean, that's not unheard of, right? So, um, yeah, I encourage that. If we're going to grow as a church, we're going to start to feel um, more isolated and more alone because we're going to get big. And this is a way to really bring us together and to be this like core group of people that love and encourage each other. So... Yeah, we have to be very careful in this season where physical distancing is wise. Yeah. We have to be very careful in this season to not turn that into spiritual distancing. Because mm -hmm. spiritual distancing is part of the schemes of, of the evil one. Yes, at the neighborhood we do believe in Satan and the devil. He wants to isolate us. Mm -hmm. um, so we've got to be taking steps proactively to make sure that we're not experiencing spiritual isolation, relational isolation in this time where uh, we are doing some physical distancing. So thank you, Pastor Yasmin. I do want to add, yes, one last thing that Joel and I, Pastor Joel and I were talking about today was that, you know, in church services, oftentimes you have questions and you have things that make no sense. Uh, Pastor John's going to speak from his generation. <laughs> I'm going to speak from my generation and stuff like that. So these groups, what's great when you mix people together is that you can actually start to apply what Pastor John is talking about through the word to your current lives, right? Yeah. So it's just another opportunity to um, really understand the word, yeah. right? So um, I want to encourage that because I kind of forget that part sometimes when we talk about the encouragement part. It will actually get you deeper into scripture because you're going to live it out. You're going to pray with these people. You're going to be open with people and, yeah, so. Powerful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for taking time to be with us. And, and now the last thing I want to talk about uh, and our need to be passionate about it. Passion beats polish every time. And friends, there's nothing we're doing in this world that matters more than the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need to be passionate about it. Passion beats polish every time. So we're helping people find and follow Jesus, come in, uh, grow up, and reach out. We had an uh, all-day staff meeting this week, and one of the things we listened to was a presentation by Dr. Paul Borden. Dr. Paul Borden has worked with hundreds of churches all around the world and help them become everything they can be. And he said, uh, for the most part, uh, churches don't make disciples. Churches polish disciples. 
and people come to Christ and we just keep polishing them. But we never really get to the point where we are effectively making disciples. We're reaching out, going into all the world and making disciples. And that's what Jesus asked us to do. So we're going we're gonna to get as good as we can at that. Halfway through grade 10, my dad accepted the pastorate of Glad Tidings Assembly in Barhead, Alberta. I uh, was raised in Calgary. I'd taken all my school, ten and a half years of school in Calgary. These were my friends. Ended up doing my high school years in Barhead and grew to love and appreciate the community. And it was a good church we went to, one of the largest churches in our denomination in Alberta at that time. Things changed over the years in Alberta. That's uh, almost 50 years ago that Dad went there, and he's been gone for 45. Church he pastored is now closed. But across the town is a church called Barhead Pentecostal Church. And Barhead Pentecostal Church made a decision that they were going to get really serious about leading people to Jesus. I'm going to put a slide up and a picture up now and get you to look at it. Just wait here a second. Is it up? Is it good? We're ready to go. I want you to count the balloons with me. Start on the left. One, two, three. Four, five, six, seven balloons. Seven red balloons on their platform. This is a community of about 4,000 people. And those seven red balloons represented, last weekend, seven people who had come to Jesus as a result of the ministry of that church in Barhead, Alberta, over the last 10 days. Friends, that can happen in Saskatoon, too. And that can happen through the neighborhood church, too. We just need to get passionate about helping people find and follow Jesus. We can't afford to believe the lie of the enemy that nobody cares, nobody wants to know about God, nobody wants to love God. We've just got to build an invitational culture that is reaching out and helping people come to know Jesus. And so, friends, my challenge today is simple. And that is, I'm asking us to make a commitment to find our place, to assemble ourselves together so this very, very good church can become a great church. So this very, very good church can become a great church. And people will be reached with the good news of the gospel as never before. And the only thing that's preventing it is our lack of passion.
May God give us passion again. Passion beats polish every time. Passion beats polish every time. We are so thankful that you've listened in to the Neighborhood Church Podcast. If you have questions or comments about what you've heard, we would love to hear from you. Go to the podcast description and follow the link to get in touch with us. Everything we do would not be possible without your generosity. If you would like to give, check out that same link in the podcast description. If you have enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with your friends. Thank you again for listening. God bless you.